Hello and welcome to the Thrive For You Besties podcast. I am your bestie, Carolina. And through these episodes, you will meet some of my besties who helped inspire me and uplift me in the moments where I needed it the most. And so hopefully we develop a community where we all help each other, share our stories, and you know, just have some fun and feel our best, which is the most important thing. Let's get started. I wanted to talk today to you guys a little bit more about my past because I saw this post and basically it's a girl. It's just a short audio clip and it really stayed with me and I made a reel and it got a lot of clicks and I realized like, wow, this is definitely something that a lot of people can relate to. And it even reminded me of myself. And I think that I've come on here for three episodes already. Thank you for sticking around and thank you for not being tired of my shit. (laughs) I haven't really had a chance to talk much about myself and I just wanted to show you how not alone you are if you've ever been in a situation where you feel afraid of whatever might be to come, right? Life sometimes forces you to pivot and to change the direction that you thought you were heading and that shit hurts. And it's so scary. And there's a particular moment in my life. Well, there's there's several because I've had to switch up my life so many times. Oh, Chloe, Coco, sweetie. <laughs> I can relate to you. If you know, you know. Hashtag resilient. Um, to no fault of my own, but the universe had other plans for me. And now that I am... On the other side of things, I realized how not in line with myself I was when I was so desperately trying to keep myself in the situation that I was in prior to where I am now. And man, I fought tooth and nail. Like I was, you know, yeah, I think that I was like a dumb bitch. (laughs) No, just kidding. But I did make poor choices. You know what I mean? Like... I was ready to risk it all for one particular person at the expense of myself. I lost myself. I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of. I allowed certain behaviors that I'm not proud of. And the list goes on and on and on and on. But let's dive right in. This is the post that I saw with the audio clip. And um, I just really want to play it for you guys. Sometimes the biggest blessing is in the redirection, you know what I mean? Sometimes that is the blessing itself, and oftentimes we look at it like, uh, you know, this sucks, this is so bad, but you realize later how necessary that redirection was. And And pretty much that's exactly how it happened for me. Sometimes we think that it's frustrating, it makes us angry, and in reality, it's just the universe putting you right back where you're supposed to be. And if you believe in God or the spirit that you believe in um, or energy if you don't, but there's always a place where you're supposed to be and everything until then is part of your journey and you can allow yourself to sit there and not deal with whatever it is that you need to deal with or you can take the lesson, right, and process the feelings that you're feeling and then really like break it down and and try to figure out how much of it is emotion, how much of it is 
beneficial to you and how much is really not, right? And so um, I think that when you're so deep in it, it's really difficult to see things clearly. So all you know is that you had an idea on what you thought your life would be something happened, usually something traumatic, unfortunately, right? It's some type of betrayal often enough. And then you're angry and you're like, what the fuck? You just took away my entire life plan, right? Like I wanted a life with you. I wanted um, this career. I wanted, you know, whatever plan you had, your white picket fence and uh, property out in the country or something like that, which in this market, manifest, girl, because it is tough. Anyway, so let's get into the chisme because this is pretty much what this is going to sound like. But I promise it's productive. Basically, when I was married, I got cheated on. Not once, not twice. And honestly, if you ask him... It never happened, but, <laughs> but we all know um, that, you know, they're never going to say it happened, right? So, anywho, a long, long, long time ago, I had a plan and I was probably, I mean, fuck, I feel really old now, but I think I was like 21 because um, I'm 28 now. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around that. It had been years of this back and forth childish stuff of, you know, um, oh, but he does love me and we're going to be together forever and through thick and thin and still to this day, we're all really close. Um, I have some deep rooted love for them. I lived with them. So it was just really hard to walk away from this person. It was really hard to walk away from this family, but it was the most difficult to walk away from the idea of what my life was already going to be in my head. And I say in my head because that's all it was, girl. I was hanging on to this fairy tale and it's only a fairy tale because that shit is fantasy. Like life is not going to be what you're thinking in your head it is if you spend every single day in denial or justifying people's poor behavior because then you become an enabler and that's a whole ass other conversation but basically what i'm trying to get at without getting winded i stuck around with this particular person because i was holding out hope for what i knew i wanted my life to be with this person mind you there were no signs at all in the relationship that would even hint toward me ever obtaining the level of relationship, respect, love, you know, commitment and commitment, most importantly. Any of the things that I knew myself to value, he didn't give me any signs of being able to provide that for me, yet I still stuck around. And it was really just because I, one, thought it was too late. So if any of you relate to that, like, girl, it is not too late. You are young until you're not. And there's always going to be somebody older than you on this earth. So you're really, you're young until you're dead. <laughs> and the award for the most inspirational. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Anyway, so <laughs> I realized later 
that I was really just hanging on to this marriage, to this relationship because of everything that I thought my life was going to be, even though I never saw any signs of it ever getting there in the first place. And the reason why it's so important to not avoid the things that are going on in your life is because some of this fucked up shit that you might be going through seriously makes you think like, what the fuck? Like, does this really happen? Yes. Yes, it happens. Yes, you're living it. But no, it doesn't have to continue. It stops with you. And it stops with you choosing to no longer accept behaviors that do not serve you and to no longer accept behaviors that do not contribute to that goal that you have for your life. Now, for myself, the example is I was so set on this person for so many reasons. Part of it, I think, was because I was so afraid to fail. Like, I'm Mexican and divorce is just, like, not an option. Like, girl, you shouldn't have even gotten married in the first place. Um, But I did it anyway, you know. So, me chingue, whatever. I'm screwed. SOL. You know, this is just the life that... um you know, the, the life that you got stuck with. And that is so not it. Like that is not true. Whoever has ever made you feel that way is, you know what, inconsiderate for even saying those words to you. Do not believe it. Find your information somewhere else because that's not true at all. Basically, you control what you want in your life. But that shit is scary as fuck. Like I remember... Mind you, I had already moved out, okay? This relationship was the definition of toxic. I moved out. I was living with my sister at the time, and homeboy was getting his shit together, allegedly. We were ready to improve when I tell you, like, he got a job offer. Not the job, but an offer. <laughs> and, um, you know, we had plans. He, We had plans because usually it was I have plans, right? So we, suddenly we were a team. We had plans to get an apartment. And then he says, oh, I'm going to go travel overseas, um, visit some family in Mexico. And and I already knew from prior experience what that meant was um, you're going to come back with a WhatsApp. This is not a paid partnership, but I will tell you anyways. A WhatsApp is basically the international like messaging form because people have to pay for text. I know, I know. You are blessed. Trust me. They're expensive, so people have to use... Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp so that they can message for free. <laughs> and check the WhatsApp girls. Stay toxic. Just kidding. Anyways, so I was pissed, of course. I said, I don't think this is the right time for you to go do that. I can't stop you. I'm pissed that you're going. I feel like you're not considering me, like you're supposed to be winning me back. We're supposed to be working on things and you're going to take off to go to Mexico. I already don't trust you. This is like um, PTSD. I was freaking the fuck out. And he went anyways, of course. I was stuck with the decision, but I did say, if you make a mistake this time around, I am not going to stick around. 
I have already moved out. I have already started to prioritize myself. And lucky for me, my journey had already started and I had already learned to value myself and to really ask for what it was that I needed. And for me, something that was very important in that moment was to feel heard and considered, right? And so it was like, I'm trying so hard to trust you again and I have forgiven you, but I also don't see you putting more effort into our new life together, right? So anyway, fast forward, he left. One of the days that he's over there, close to like the second to last day he's out there, I, oh, mind you, he finally added me on Snapchat, okay? My own husband finally added me on Snapchat. It literally sounds like a freaking joke, okay? I can't believe this was my life. We're cordial now and (laughs) we don't hate each other, but it's literally ridiculous that I even have this story to tell, but hear me out. So this man adds me on Snapchat. Um, Finally, I can see his stories. God knows what was going on prior to him adding me. My night went something like view stories, view stories. Okay, a crowd of people in the car singing, drinking. Um, This is in a different country. So of course, there's drinking and driving. very unapologetically and so everyone's drunk everyone's singing but then it was like a girl next to him a girl also drinking really cuddly with him and him having his arm around her then the phone is passed a different person is now recording the cameras flipped they are recording toward him everything is on this video then everyone is screaming beso beso which means kiss 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 And boom, the kiss, disastrous and drunk kiss, but a kiss nonetheless, and that was it. And of course I was sad and I was hurt and I was so angry, like, you know, betrayal, all of these things. I even think I I had Twitter at the time. I think I like blasted him. I screen recorded, you know, because he was too drunk to know that this was public. And, um... Again, I only saw it because he was working on things, right? And so he added me on Snapchat because he was trying to show that I could trust him. Party fail. And so here I am, just got done watching this video of a homeboy making out with this girl, family around him, like applauding the behavior, distant family from out there, I'm shooketh, girl. I am so shook because it's like, is this a fucking joke? Like, am I being punked? This cannot be real. This literally cannot be real right now. I blast it, blah, blah, blah. I call him. He's too drunk to really be able to have a conversation. He's screaming at me. He's mad at me. He hates me. Blah, 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 blah. All these things. Next day, we talk which is basically like, I can't even say sorry because like, I don't remember anything, but I imagine that you're pissed and that I was wrong and that this is it. You told me from the beginning, this was it. So I'm like at a loss for words. I don't have any apologies left in me. And um, uh, I'm sorry, what? Like you can't even apologize to me. So I'm pissed even more, right? But also like, he's not wrong, right? I did say when he left like if you fuck up this is it so it was this really weird moment where like we both kind of knew it was over and naturally then you know like I'm suddenly no longer pissed and I'm like oh 
let's work things out. But then also at the same time, like, oh, I'm too embarrassed. Everyone saw this. I fucking posted this shit. Like, <laughs> like I put it out there more. And then I'm just going to be hella embarrassed to be with you again. So... Then I filed the divorce papers and between the back and forth and then, you know, emotions and then like uh, passion, you know, cause you hate each other, but you love each other and all this bullshit that basically means nothing because love should not hurt. I can't tell you how to love me. I cannot tell you how to love me. If the way that you love me is your way to love me, and that is not the way that I want to be loved, then love me from afar because I cannot. If your way to love me is disloyal, um, inauthentic, and painful, <clears throat> sorry guys, I was eating some hot Cheeto uh, onions. <laughs> yep. Anyways, if your way of loving me is this way, I do not want it. It is not good for me, it is not healthy, and it does not contribute. I knew that I needed to make this decision. I knew that I needed to leave, and so I did. However, <laughs> that shit was so hard. It was so hard, it was so hard. Luckily, I was living at my sister's house already. Luckily, I was already working on myself and luckily I had already reached my limit. I was happy with myself and the amount of times that I did make an effort. I was content with myself and I think that that was the key. That was like a big, big part of me just having the courage was actually out of respecting myself. Something that I hadn't been used to doing for a long time because the norm the line for what was normal just kept on getting moved and things just got harder and more hurtful and more painful and then I became also hurtful and also toxic and it just it was it was no good it was no good all this to say that in between the time that I filed for divorce and up until I went to court, we did not talk. My experience was very different from his experience in the way of I was to myself, to my friends, and a hot ass mess in my own way. And he was a hotter mess in his way. And what I'm trying to get at is when we went to court, he had already entered a relationship with somebody else. I had already known this because it's a small town. Everybody tells me everything, literally, even to this day. People give him tabs on what I do and me, what he does. And it's like, uh, do you guys realize like we do talk to each other and we don't hate each other and we both forgave each other and we literally don't <laughs> need to know each other's whereabouts because like we could just ask if we felt the need to want to know what the fuck is going on. Anyway, so we see each other in court and of course it's hella awkward. We're stuck watching everybody do their family disputes and we are like the last fucking ones to go because we don't have kids and it's honestly like a stupid ass lawsuit. Basically, I was trying to get paid back for the shit that he used on my credit card and I didn't want to deal with him so I just billed it on the court papers and he didn't want to give me a dime because he couldn't and also because he just didn't want to and um 
But anyways, oh yeah. So that day we ended up having to communicate because we both said, uh, fuck, this is hella dumb. I don't want to waste more time of my life if I hear another family dispute about how the wife sends the dad pictures and then the dad has a girlfriend and now they're in mediation mad because baby mama is mad at a girlfriend. And when they, uh, some of y'all just need Jesus. Anyways, I'm totally kidding. But we just didn't want to, we just didn't want to sit through court. Right, and so we communicated, we talked shit out, and then there was like a little bit of old feelings coming back up. And by old feelings, I mean unresolved issues. One of those things being like, I'm fucking pissed that you have a girlfriend. Not because you have a girlfriend, because I don't wanna be with you. I'm mad that you have a girlfriend because you were the problem? And what the fuck? I don't have a boyfriend. I haven't even met someone that I could have a relationship with. And I was not the problem. Like, in what fucking universe does this make any sense? So, anyway, us having had to go to court that day made it to where we were able to communicate. And then from then on, we had contact with each other. And this leads me to the part of my life where I identify the most with this particular quote was because I called him. I remember being parked at the at the drive through um, parking lot of KFC in Lodi. Uh, if you're familiar with the area, it's like by the Walmart. So I was parked somewhere like between the KFC and the Chevron facing Chevron. I don't fucking remember. It was dark. And if you know me, you know, I like to park in parking lots and talk. Just that this person happened to not be in my car on my Bluetooth. Also half of Lodi probably heard this conversation, but I was calling him and I was like mad and I was demanding a fucking explanation as to why he had to ruin my plans because fuck you for not being able to get your shit together. Fuck you for forcing me, listen to how fucked up this sounds, for forcing me to have to go out in the dating world. Fuck you for forcing me to have to build a relationship with someone else. Fuck you for forcing me to change my plans of having a family by the age of 25, of having a family, a house, and blah, 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 bullshit excuses for a life that I was never even going to have in the first place. Okay, fuck you for ripping away my happiness. Like, girl, you were not happy in the first place, okay? And, and even if he would have got his shit together, I'm pretty sure that you would not have been happy because you were not where you needed to be. And that's basically the point of this whole story is I was mad that I had to start over. I was angry that I had freedom to reinvent myself because I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't know what it meant to be free. I didn't know what it meant to be able to invent yourself and to decide what you actually want for your life. I was filling the fucking check marks, right, on this list of things that I knew I needed to do by a certain time frame, and I was just trying to fulfill them. And frankly, I mean, sure, I knew you in high school, and sure, I have love for you, and sure, like all these things, right? I was young, I was in love, I was naive, and, and I had my own fucking issues that I hadn't resolved, and now I know that. 
I wasn't even with you like for you at that point. I was with you for what I thought our relationship could be. I was with us for our potential, right? I was with you for the future self, for the future version, which wasn't even a thing. And so these changes that life throws at you in the most fucking traumatic ways can actually be the blessings that you need to put you on the right path because sometimes we are just not emotionally ready to make those decisions ourselves and I'm not saying that you needed to suffer to get where you're supposed to be I'm just saying that sometimes It is through your experiences that you really discover yourself. And even when it feels like uncomfortable as fuck, it's truly just an opportunity for you to stretch yourself. Even when you're feeling pain, like girl, you're gonna feel pain regardless if you stay or if you choose to move forward. Like that shit's gonna hurt. And it's so funny because now I'm like, oh my God, like, yes, I was... I was hurting every fucking day. I was crying in my bed. I was so sad because my relationship wasn't shit because the person that I was with took me for granted because all A, B, and C, I was hurting. I was so sad. I would cry. My worst days were during that time. I would go to the fucking Carl's Jr. and get, um, I still remember this meal. Anyway, I would go to Carl's Jr. and I would order like whatever in a large supersize me And I would eat my feelings and I would just cry while I was ditched to go hang out with their friends that I paid for. And also like don't come for him because I'm not trying to get sued. Okay. Hashtag not sorry. This is just the truth. But anyways, those were a part of my hardest days. But if I was sad every day during, what the fuck is the difference of me being sad every day post? is that at least being sad every day post while I allow myself to release every thought, every feeling, everything that has caused me pain. If I let that shit flow through me, it will make its way outside of me. And then I can make room to be able to receive all of the other things that come from the lesson. I will be able to receive my blessings. Because the pain from having to work on yourself, like the pain that comes from self-love, like that fucking journey, that shit is a burden at first. And I just want to validate to everyone who's scared as fuck of starting over, like, yeah, that shit is scary. I don't know how else to put it, but it's scary because it's not what you thought you would be doing. It's different and change is scary, but it's also so, so good for you. It's also an opportunity. And if you look at it with open mind and really allow yourself to, you know what? Okay, universe, what are you telling me? let me at least give this a chance because the worst case scenario is it doesn't work out and you end up doing something else and then something else and fuck you have your whole life to do the things that you want to do so just keep on trying to do what makes you happy and eventually Like, you're going to collect all your blessings along the way, right? And what the fuck else are you going to do? Sit there and cry and stay in your shitty ass situation in your fucked up relationship and be sad every day? Or be sad every day because you have the freedom 
to experiment and get yourself where you need to be and then collect all of the happy days to come. Am I going to fucking stay and be sad and only get sad days and then a more more sad days and add the stressors of the future life or am I going to be sad for starting over but then like be really happy later because I'm more in tune with where I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be and I have found myself and I work on myself and I better myself and I allow myself the opportunity to be the best version of me without having somebody dragging me down, without having somebody holding me back, without having somebody making me cry. Emotions are fluid. Let them flow through you. It is energy. And the more that you're able to release, the more space that there will be for you to collect all of the good things. And, um, well, that was it. You know, that was just my little example of a time where I really thought that this shit was over. My life was over because I had, listen to how fucked up it sounds. My life is over. I'm angry because I have freedom. Grow up. Yep. I said that. And look at where I am now. Things do not happen to me. Things happen for me. And that's perspective. <laughs>